Opa Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot, a podcast about Gundam anime. I'm Max, I use he, him pronouns, and with me today is... Um, my name is Phoenix, I use they, them pronouns. And first of all, sorry about my voice. It's a, it's a situation. It's not COVID. Uh, I don't think it's the flu either because my wife isn't sick at all. It's probably just like a bacterial infection, but I'm on the tail end of it. I'm doing a-okay, except for the fact that I can't talk, and for the last three days, I literally could only whisper. Uh, but, you know, say la vie. More importantly, uh, we're here because Gundam did a thing. Uh, there's new Gundam show, the new hotness. Everyone's been really, really excited for it because we haven't had a new Gundam show. Well, okay. We've had new Gundam shows recently, right? But, like, I feel like the build shows exist in almost a separate sphere from, like, the Gundam Gundam shows, if that makes sense. Like, Like, Iron Blood Orphans was, what, 2015? And then, yeah. 2017. Right. And then, like, we got the Build Divers shows. But, again... Those, those are certainly Gundam shows, but those are not shows where humans enter Gundam-sized mechs. Those are shows about Gunpla, which is, like, you know, different enough that The Witch from Mercury, which is the name of the show, I don't know if I even said it yet, coming out is like, damn, oh, wow, who cool stuff, new stuff. It's really exciting. I watched the episode, like, three times today. I'm, I'm so in already. It rules. But before we get into it, Phoenix, uh, you know how this goes. This is when we talk to our new co-hosts about their history with Gundam. So take it away, if you will. Okay, um, hello. My name is Phoenix, and I am actually something of a Gundam noob. I've really only been, I've really only ever been watching Gundam since, I'd say, about, like, 20, since last year. Um, I was just in like a really, really big funk and um for like pretty much all of 2020, like you all probably know how that story goes by now. But then um I was just going through YouTube and I was just I was going through YouTube and I was just seeing like, oh hey, Drothy updated. So they have this episode. Wait a minute, like drawing Gundam characters, drawing Gundam characters based on their names. And I was like, huh, wait, like, I have never actually really seen somebody talking about the Gundam characters, except maybe peripherally, like saying like, oh, yeah, Lelouch v. Britannia is based on this, is based on Char and like, a Mur- and like, Suzaku is like a Murrow. And then like, that would pretty much be my exposure to it. I did actually... Before this, in like 2018, 2019, I did actually buy a Gunpla. Um, nice. just, the, just the regular plain old grandpa. Only it really wasn't Wow Cool Robot. It was Wow Important Robot for reasons. So I watched, right, yeah. Yeah, I watched that episode and then it's like, oh my god, this is so funny. Um, like Chibity Crockett. Um, and, like, I ended up just, like, I have to know more about, like, Chibity Crockett. Like, that's a name. I have to know more about this. So then I just went on Twitter and I just entered in Gundam. And I hadn't even seen the show yet until, for, like, until I hadn't even watched Gundam yet. And it's, like, 
okay, just from seeing how everybody is talking about stuff on here, I have to go check this out. And so in, I'd say, like, spring of 2021, I went and I checked it out. So, yeah, that's how I kind of got here. I'm pretty new. Hell yeah. I mean, you know, I, I didn't really start voraciously consuming Gundam until uh, spring of 2020. So, I'm you know, you're really not that far behind. Um, what's your favorite series? Um, I feel like because I am a theater kid at heart. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, like, I've kind of said that I like Code Geass. So, like, uh-huh. I kind of feel like I am legally obligated to say that Wing is my favorite. That's yeah. It's it's the melodrama of it all. It's like the one. It's like if you locked a bunch of theater kids into a room and told, <laughs> and told them that they cannot leave until they make a mecha anime, they would come out making code geass, code geass, and if they and if you specified make a Gundam anime, they would make Gundam Wing. Uh-huh. Uh And you know. Witch from Mercury, I'm probably just going to end up calling it G-Witch to save on syllables. There's a pretty good amount of melodrama out the gate already. It's, it's, it, it makes a good impression. My kind of party. Yeah. Uh, so let's say, let's say we get into it. Uh, we have, so li- dear listener, we're only doing two episodes a week of this. I've explained this last week on the podcast, I think. Uh, to keep up with like a regular release schedule, but also so there's not like three weeks in between G Witch episodes. Um, but hey, if you do want to like discuss the episodes as they happen, there's a there's a a, a channel in the Wow Cool Robot Discord server that you can find by going to twitter.com/slash/wowcoolpodcast or looking in the description of every episode. Uh, you can join and you can join our spoilers from Mercury channel where we talk about everything live or not live, but you know as it happens. Uh, so you don't have to wait two weeks for the podcast to talk about it, but. Before all that, we have a prologue episode to discuss, don't we? We do. Um, and also before anything else, um, if, yes, we do. It released, I'd say, back in like August on the Gundam Info YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And and um, I kind of wasn't really sure if we were going to cover it. But anyway, uh, let's get started. Let's hit it. The year is Ad Stella, 110-ish. A woman in the cockpit of a mobile suit tries to access its deeper AI layers. That woman is named Elmora Semire, and that mobile suit is Gundam Liffer. At the heart of the Gundam is something called the Gund System, an interface that allows humans to perfectly merge with prosthetic technology. Not only is the gun format a promising next step for humanity's existence in space, but it is also being developed as a military technology, a technology that Cathedra, a newly formed mobile suit development bureau, wants to eliminate. Cathedra announces that all Gundam development will be halted and sends out a hit squad to kill everyone on the research asteroid the Gundam is being developed on. Eri, Elnora's daughter, gets put in the cockpit of the Lifra by Dr. Cardo Nabo, 
the head of research on the asteroid and is able to link up with the Lifrith and delve deeper into its AI layer than anyone else can. When the Cathedra hit squad arrives, Ares father Nadim pilots one of the test-type Gundams in an effort to see his wife and daughter escape to safety. He dies in the conflict while singing happy birthday to Ari, who has just turned four as she and her mother escaped to safety. Worst birthday party ever. Yeah, I kind of, like, I think birthday parties in Gundam are kind of cursed. Yeah, you really don't want to have anything to celebrate in a world where, like, a nuclear death robot can show at any minute. But, uh... This is a very cool kind of I like I included the the prologue in in the in the series run just because like it gives good lore to the world. It's set I, I say add Stella one ten ish because the the rain show takes place in one twenty two. Uh, I'd guess Aries about sixteen. So if she's just turning four, it'd be around one ten the year. Uh, Aries, sorry, she's Soleta now, but uh. It, it, it starts it's very interesting right because it's just black we don't see anything we just hear like heavy breathing and we get just a ton of techno babble permit link connection test interconnect layer 31 layer 32 layer 33 gun to format it is it throws so much at you right out the gate just like I mean, figure it out yeah but i think that it's just like um cyberpunk ish a little yeah yeah it, it's like it it certainly fits with the world. And again, if we're comparing this to the last released like main Gundam series, it's a lot more high tech than Iron Blooded Orphans was. And it, you know, emphasized by the fact that what Elnora, the, the pilot here, is essentially doing is like interfacing with the AI inside the suit, trying to like get deeper into it to like draw out more more performance from it. Um but she's cool. Hmm. I've been surprised. I'm actually a bit surprised that it took them this long to get one with like an actual like AI in it rather right. than like some vague computer full of ghosts. I'm very surprised that it took this long. I mean, the the, uh, the only one that really comes to mind is the Zero system from Wing. Like I'm, that was an but, AI in the suit. But that's just and... a floppy disk full of what? That's just right, a, yeah. <laughs> Our imagination in the 90s wasn't as advanced as this, where it's like <laughs> all the circuitry's on your face now. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I still do think it does have charm. It's like, wow, they thought yeah. they could that. 64 was kilobytes of C in the future. And yes, it's like, and yes, I actually do know what a floppy disk is. Thank you very much. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> Uh, so El- Elnora, she's in this Gundam. We we see Doctor Cardo Nabo. Uh, she's like she's like the head scientist here. Um, I love cyberpunk grandma. She rules. Uh, she be you know she tells Elnora, hey, uh, cool it down because Elnora is like really pushing, trying to link up with Lafrith. But she basically warns Elnora, like, hey, if you push too hard, you're gonna die. Because the whole the whole thing here is the Gund format, capital G U N D. Uh, we don't know what it stands for, if it stands for anything, but basically it's like prosthetics that allow, or, or sorry, it allows humans with this gun of prosthetics to essentially like link up with the mobile suit to be able to control it. 
again, really similar to like the Alaya Vinyana from Iron-Blooded Orphans. But I think the fact that this is like a medical technology before a military technology is what interests me so much about it. Um, for the, um, like, I was actually going to say some more stuff like, um, just like cyber new types, bunch of guys from another show we haven't watched yet, but like, I would, that was actually the one that I was thinking about because, um, I haven't really finished. I, I kind of didn't like Iron-Blooded or <laughs> stop paying attention after a while. Sure. Yeah, I mean, again, it, what it really boils down to is people with the gun to format can control a suit better than people without it, uh, which we, you know, we certainly see that throughout the show. Um, but pretty soon we're introduced to Ari. Eric Samaya is her full name. She comes floating in with like this giant oversized bunny backpack. I love her. She rules. Baby. Baby. She's just a baby. Her it's her birthday. She's four years old. I know. It's just like so cute. I might have to call my I might have to call my dentist after this. Like I'm pretty sure I'm getting a cavity. It's just too sweet. <laughs> uh and what what's so cute about this too is she like she views Lafrith as her younger sister because like Elnora talks about how Lafrith is part of the family too because how much she has to work on it it's like um family it's like um fast and the furious they're all family <laughs> exactly the charger is dom's child or brother <laughs> little baby oh like the charger's little car it would be like one of those um little barbie jeeps yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so cute. cute. Uh, and 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 we cut from that. We see uh, it's like this meeting with, um, or I'm sorry, I think it's just like exposition. Mm -hmm. But we learned that this Gundam was being developed by the Ox Earth Institute, uh, and they got taken over by some company called Vanadis. And that company basically made Ox started using this gun to format, not for medical science, but for military science, um, and. Because of that, the gun format started like killing its users due to overexertion. Oh, uh, I wonder why it's doing that. Yeah, it. I mean, again, it it makes sense at a glance. You think about sure if it's like drawing power from the human and and all the prosthetics are inside their body. But I, we really don't know more of what happens aside from like the circuitry gets too much and you kind of just burn out, like we see at the end of the episode. But yeah, I'm really interested to see, to see like what happens when you overdo your gun format? Like if you go to permit level four, it just like squeezes the life out of you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think it might not like it. Like, probably not. I don't think the AI likes it. Um, no. So. Or like it can't, it can't use the human properly. I don't know. Uh, but we do see another really interesting thing here in this little exposition dump. Cause we see like a, a news broadcast and there's this like screen, uh, this like little like you know diagram on the screen talking about what issues Earthians and Spaceians oh, care about most. About, like if we're talking about like that news report, I think we are legally obligated to take to bring if we are talking about the news report in mm -hmm. this episode. I think we are legally obligated to bring up the Gundam took my child's lifetime. <laughs> It is, I, I understand the context it's being shown in. I laughed out loud the first time I saw that. 
I wonder if this means anything. I'm the child. Gundam took my life. Gundam took <laughs> over my life. Yeah. I mean, it didn't uh, really take my life. It just took my bank account information. Yeah, pretty honestly, I'm staring at my gigantic wall of gunpla. It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, let's see. The issues? The issues, yeah. So it's not Earthnoids and Spacenoids, right? It's Earthians and Spaceians, and they kind I of... I think they're trying to avoid the Noid. The- <laughs> it's like... I, I get it, I get it. It's something different, but Earthians and Spaceians, it's like... Like, I get they're trying to do something different, but it just doesn't have the ring to it, that Earthnoid space story. Right. Of Rose by any other name, etc., etc. Like, it's the same exact thing. The only difference is that the dichotomy is flipped. It is now the oppressed Earthians and the wealthy and elite Spaceians, which... I, I'm interested to see if that goes any further than Gundam saying, hey, look, it's the opposite now. Like, if they actually have something to say about it. Um, like, I get that, like, they seem to be a lot more successful than what would probably happen if all of our rich people went to space. Yeah, this is really an idealized view of yeah, <laughs> what what would happen. It's like, I, like, I do... Like, we have, so far, we have, like, guy who only went up for, like, three minutes, and then, like, the other guy who was basically Spencer from iCarly, like, everything he touches catches on fire. Right. I do not truly. (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. No. If I was in Gundam Ariel and I saw them floating in a normal suit in space, I would simply mind my own business. Yep. (laughs) Uh, so a- after that broadcast, Aerie goes home with her mom, uh, and we see her dad, Nadim. You know, they're they're in the apartment. Uh, they're just Nadim and Elnor are just kind of chatting about the problems they're experiencing, trying to get deeper into Lafrith's layers. Um, we we cut f- so, so you know we we see their family life. It's nice, you know. Aerie's having her party. She has her cake and everything. She helped decorate. Yeah, like strawberry cake. Um. That is actually, like, sort of, like, the strawberries and the little whipped cream things. That is actually a very typical birthday cake for somebody in Japan to have. It's kind of like the yellow cake and chocolate frosting over there. Right. Yeah. It's, I, hey, I could go for a slice of that right now. But yummy. Uh, so we, we cut to this council scene. Uh, this is kind of like the the mobile suit development council. We see we see some characters that show up in the second or in like the the first actual episode of the show. But the main character here is this guy named Delling Rembrandt, who is just clearly the most evil person in this show so far. I think he's a try. I think he's a tryhard. Like, okay, you have three little points on your eyebrows. Like, oh, right. I get it. I get it. Like. Yeah, you have an evil goatee. Uh, and he, he 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 immediately evokes the kind of imagery that the Witcher Mercury is going for. We're talking about, we must wield the hammer of witches. Uh, talking about how, like, they need to basically stop the Gundams from being developed because it would help bring the Earthnoids, I'm sorry, the Earthians, uh, Freudian slip. Uh, it would bring the Earthians too much prosperity, basically, like... It's it's a purely business and status decision to keep the Gundams from being developed, not what he the reason he publicly gives. Um, 
But again, a lot of this is kind of evoking like witch hunt imagery almost, yeah, which is like, like, another interesting I, angle. I actually am a bit familiar with the history of that and like the actual book, The Hammer of the Witches. It's like, oh my God, this guy, like this dude who wrote this book, he's like, a, he is basically... He is like an incel centuries before incels. A real trailblazer. Like, yeah. Um, (laughs) His name is actually, it actually was written by this guy named like something, something, something German, something German Kramer. And I think that this imagery, it also got invoked a bit from like the, like, I think they might've been trying to do something with like this whole Kramer and a bunch of witches imagery in final fantasy 8 oh i can see that absolutely again final fantasy 8 another game set at a school yeah it really all wraps around interesting (laughs) everything i like is all it's all coming together it's all witches it's all witches in schools yeah like little witch academia like everything every single thing i like in one show it's like thank you for the belated um birthday present mr hajime yatate thank you <laughs> it's all for you uh but uh nadim gets this call from headquarters as they're all chilling in the apartment um oh uh before that actually elnora's arm like powers down uh and she like takes it off and like puts a new battery in it we see that it's like a fully prosthetic arm uh, and she basically says the reason she's here is because Doctor Cardo like saved her life, and yeah. she wouldn't. You know, she she yeah, it's nice. Like, the, which is why you know Ari calls her grandma basically, like because she basically is. You know, she saved Elnora's life, and she's doing all this research. So that's why Elnora is kind of like indebted to her, helping you know continue the research that saved her life, which is a, a cool angle. He turned her into like that cool cyborg that lives in space. So then Nadim gets this call from headquarters uh, telling him that, like, the council is going ahead before the planned time, essentially, um, basically saying, like, hey, they're going to start shutting this shit down. We got to go. And as as he gets this call, we see, like, a transport ship begin docking on this asteroid that the the area and her family's on. Asteroid's called Folkvonger, which is some kind of, like, Norse name that I don't. Know I, what it means. I don't know. I'm only like three of the little rows of the bubbles into Swedish on Duolingo. <laughs> the owl cannot help us here. Yeah, uh, when y'all were doing Operation Meteor, I think I actually came up with something a bit more successful. Um, <laughs> whenever Duo would show up, it's like, okay, time to go do the owl. The <laughs> owl. Well, you were watching anime, I was studying Swedish. I was studying the blade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but Ari leaves her party, uh, and she goes to see Lafrith, and hey, uh, Cardo um, is here. Wait, She's in the cockpit, Ari, chilling. Like, um, I think Ari got very upset that her dad had to go and yeah. make that important business call during her birthday, so she's like, She's four. She doesn't really understand stuff like business yet. So yeah, so yeah. And she's like, goes off to go and see Lifrith, and she's like yelling at it and trying to get her little sister wake up. Yeah, she she's like she's all mad. She's like, everyone always cares about you, not me. 
And this is when Cardo pops out of the cockpit and she's like, hey, do you want to talk to your little sister? Um, and, and Cardo takes her in and like Aerie's handprint gets scanned. So she's like a registered user of Lefrith now. Uh, and basically Aerie just starts talking to Lefrith. Uh, you know, as if it's a person, but it, 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 the, the point is like the AI is getting data from area as this is happening that like comes into play later in a really cool way. Um, oh, we haven't really talked about what Lafrith looks like. It is very pretty. It's this beautiful, it's almost all white or this very light gray with like really nice, like bright pink accents and cool, like green teal lights on it. And it's like everything I ever wanted. It is a gorgeous suit. Like already the design aesthetic of this show is b- delightful. I love it. It's so cool. I love it. Even though like totally not Treyaz, he has no drip. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like this is, well, the, the, I, I, the outfits of the show too. We see a lot more of different outfits later on, but yeah, like the, the business clothes are just like, eh, plain like, they're like the futuristic business clothes they're what yeah, you'd expect like maybe it's like let's all go and yell at that tumblr flanderization of bio brummel a bit like let's mm-hmm. go fight him it's always a good day to beat up tumblr version of bio brummel right yeah but where the human fashion is just fine the mobile suit is are just like oh very very cool but wow. you know she's inside it um and Cardo leaves because she gets a call from her team. The same kind of call that uh, Nadim got earlier, that the press conference is starting. Uh, so d- the committee begins this conference and they basically announce, hey, the you know Ox is getting forced out. We need to shut down all Gundam operations. Um, and this is when Cardo freaks out and says, hey, don't let any ships dock here. But it's too late. The no, ship docked. Yeah, it, they've been infiltrated, and like people are just start getting gunned down left and right in this damn asteroid. Yeah, it's like there was like that Wendy, and that there was like one named Wendy, and that other girl, and like I think that Wendy had like this really cool design with like this blonde ponytail with like little pink at the tips. Like she looked really cool, and it's like, huh, maybe the lesbians came into the show a lot earlier than we thought. Yeah, that's the thing, because, like, you know, Aries family is just, like, a, a, a man-woman couple. And then we see, yeah, like, the next couple we see is, like, lesbian mechanics. It's very cool. I really like that this show is, like, very clearly trying to make it not just heteronormative all the time. It's like, wow, like, I guess it's, like, maybe anime will start being not a mistake. Damn, pr- progressive. I'm I'm holding my <laughs> breath. Uh, Unfortunately, one of them does get shot in the damn head. Well, uh, it's a Gundam show, though. It's like, it comes with the territory. It's like, right, yeah. Like, I have to say, like, I think, oh, like, shoot me if you think that this is, like, bad opinion, but, like, I kind of think that barrier gaze is kind of, like, overplayed. It's like, come on, like, then, like, you're basically just taking, like, I know it's, like, a thing where, like, LGBT characters will show up, but, like, by the end, they will have to, like, die. But it's, like, nowadays, we're getting, like, so many different varieties of, like, people. Like, you have, like, your fluffy stuff. You have, like, 
like your more serious, messy stuff. And it's like, come on. Like, I think that, like, unless it's, like, explicitly maliciously done, we're basically just shooting ourselves in the foot and cutting off ourselves from, like, the great variety of, like, of, like, LGB, of, like, queer stories that you can tell. Like, I saw people complaining about, like, Bohemian Rhapsody because Freddie Mercury died. Like, people die in real life. That's just a thing that happens. Yeah, it's, like, part of life. So, the, the, uh, I think Cathedra, this organization, they send out their mobile suits uh, so we see Wendy gets in one of the like test type Lafriths, and Nadim gets in the other. It's like they're they're the same design as Lafrith. They're kind of more rounded. They don't have the antenna, and they're like this very oh, dark blue gray. I'd say they're more like just like blue and gray in general, and they don't have like the pink. Right. Yeah. Like they, it has like this kind of like yellow venting on the front, but it's like a really dark yellow. Uh, it has well, the same face shape. But yeah, it's just it's just more much more drab. The big difference is that it has these two like tanks on the back that are full of these really cool like bomb funnels that I quite like. I guess they're cutting. Oh no, I guess they're cutting like Gundam development. So I guess like um, no more Gundams. Like no, no more Gundams. <laughs> I mean, Ariel's not called Gundam Ariel. It's just called Ariel. So yeah, you gotta keep you gotta keep it. Maybe secret. like maybe we're doing like the wrong show and we should just like go and like start again. <laughs> <laughs> no more Gundams. Uh but we get, you know, we get some pretty badass fight scenes. Uh we see like Nadim use these these uh I, I'm calling them like bomb funnels where basically they fly off and they like slap onto the mobile suits like mines and explode. Um can, like just can I just for a second huh. gush about um can I just like gush about the sound design in the show? Oh yeah, it is it is crunchy. It's great. It is it's amazing. It, like they it's like I haven't really been watching like a lot of recent science fiction but it's like oh my god, this stuff sounds so good. It's like Pew! it's not just like it's like wow. Wow. Yeah, what? no, it it's it's it it's like uh it's what's really hard to explain. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you probably would have watched the episode. But like, it, 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 the the sound director for this show is doing a really good job right out the gate. It's very promising so far. Yes. Um. Um. And we see a new mobile suit. Uh, with some mobile suits get deployed. I don't even know if we know the names of these things. They don't really matter. They yeah, look like enemy suits. Like, they look kind of like chunkier, rounder gems, and they're like yellow, and they have like purple faces. Yeah, the the main thing that's really cool is the Bagheer Bu, which is this really, it looks like a praying mantis almost. It's white and lavender with these really deep, like, uh, translucent purple accents on, like, the head and the shoulders. It's and white, the and, it's white and it's white and it's blue. It's like blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, it has these really cool, like, swords that pops out of the hands and... The main show here is these two, it has two big balls, uh, <laughs> but they're used yeah. to like sh- shut down the gun format. But uh, this thing is really cool. It, it, it's a little Cubelay adjacent. Uh, I, and I like gush for another thing. It's like, uh-huh. I know that like bits and funnels are cool, but um, 
I have to say that sometimes I really, really like ones that are on wires. It's like oh yeah, wire weapons are also sick. like like you very rarely see it. Um, I know that the writer for this show. Um, let me check. Um, um, Ichiro Okuchi, the guy who wrote this, he also did Code Geass, and I know that the mechs in that show, they had, like, those little Spider-Man wires they would sometimes, like, whip at each other. Uh-huh. And there is the Gurren, and, like, that one, like, I yeah. really love their Gurren. It has, like, that hand that, like... Yeah, like, like, shoots off. Yeah, it's, like, it's basically, like, if you took the Shining Finger... And you put it on one of those little sticky hands. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. From the gotcha machines at the grocery store. And it can just like chew and scent it and send it out. And it, and yeah, I just love that robot. It's cool. The Big Ear View is another really great cool suit. I, I like the wire, the like, the balls are not weapons. They're used specifically just to shut down gun format. Yeah. Uh, which is what they do, like, when they, when they like, they both, like, hover near a suit and, like, emanate this shockwave that, like, just completely shuts the suit down. Um, and it's around this point that uh, Elnora, inside the asteroid, that's, like, on fire, ready to blow up. She goes to Lafrith and she finds Aerie there. And she notices that, like, Aerie's been signed into Lafrith and somehow Aerie's been able to get past, like, AI layer 33, which is what she was struggling with. So she kind of has to, like, look on in horror as her daughter is essentially, like, become cursed by this Gundam she's linked to now. Really harrowing stuff almost. Yeah, it's like, they just keep getting younger and younger, like... She's four years old and she has a body count! Because she flies out of the asteroid... And she's just like tapping the touchscreen, like, oh, look at the pretty lights. It's like, and, oh, it's like she's, oh. Oh, it's like she's watching like Coco Melon or like um, exactly, yeah. She's like watching baby sensory videos. Yeah, or like she's playing that game that cats play. Yeah, she's playing. Yeah, she's just tapping, and she's she, oh, and Lafrith is just like trashing these suits. We and see it's like pew 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 pew. Shield it, shield it, shield it. I love these things. The bit staves rule. This is like the main feature of the Gundams, I guess. Oh, it's like, hell yeah. Like, it's, sign me up. Like, funnels, bits. Give them to me. Like, yes. like, I love you. Like, and you can even tell by looking at the art of the Lafrith. If you look at the shield, it's segmented in a way that I think like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think like eight or nine pieces fly, like the shield breaks apart into eight or nine pieces and like each one can individually fly around and like shoot beams or like act as an eye field. It is, oh, it's so, it's so sick. I love it. It's so cool. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, It like, it it destroys the other mobile suits and attacks the big ear view. Uh, The big ear view, you know, it uses the ball attack to disable the gun format so they can't control it. And this is when Nadim flies in in his, uh, I think it's a mass production Lefrith, not the test type. But regardless, we don't see him anymore because Nadim grabs him and like flies away and he activates Permit Score 4, which is like the AI kind of takes over more and like the circuitry appears on his face more. His face is like glowing red. It's like flames. Hyperventilating. Side of his face. And then 
as he attacks the blue cheeseburger, um, like he gets into contact over the comm channel. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. Happy birthday. The episode ends as he's saying happy birthday to Ari. Ari doesn't understand what's going on. She's singing along with him, but all he's doing is like flying as fast as he can, trying to push the big ear view away so Elnora and Ari can get to safety. And like, he doesn't explode. He, he just dies. And just burns I out. I think is like, I think even like the people over at Cathedra, like they can hear this and like, they're probably, like, flipping the fuck out. Yeah, they're like, what is happening right now? That's weird. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> for a hundred and two. <laughs> you look like a monkey. And you smell like one, too. God, I haven't heard that in many years. Uh, but, like, after after making that permit score go high, we see, the, like, the circuitry pattern that's on Nadim's face. It's, like, on the Lafrith too. But like it's just kind of like gray now. It's like a husk almost. It's just like burned out. Like the big Yubi just like shoves it to the side. But at this point, Elnor and Ari are gone. They've flown away. Like they're they're gone. They're safe. But the asteroid explodes, and I get like the only one to like successfully escape this is uh, Elnor and Ari, and that's where the prologue kind of ends. Okay, so um, yeah, pretty yeah. pretty harrowing stuff. Yeah, pretty harrowing stuff. Like. I still can't, I still go and think about, like, the, um, happy birthday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's rough, but thankfully, thankfully, the actual episode, episode one of the show, the tone's a little bit different. Uh, so this is Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, episode one, The Witch and the Bride. The year is Adstella 122, Suleta Mercury arrives at the Astacasia School of Technology but sees a body floating in space. She comes to their rescue and finds Murine Rembrandt, who just tried to escape the school, foiled by Suleta. Suleta learns that Murine is the daughter of Delling Rembrandt, head of Cathedra and all-around asshole, who only cares about the top-performing businesses in his Benerit group. The girls then witness a duel between mobile suits, the winner being Gwell Jaturk, heir to the Jaturk group, one of the Benerit group's top businesses. Gwell is Miorin's fiance and tries to force her to live in the Jaturk house with him so she can't escape again, so Suleta intervenes and challenges Gwell to a duel to get him to knock it off. Miorin is the one in Suleta's mobile suit, however, as she sneaks aboard Gundam Ariel to fight Gwell's Delanza. She gets her butt kicked initially since she's a piloting amateur, but Suleta arrives on the scene and takes over, defeating Gwell with total ease. By defeating Gwell, however, she has gained status. She is now the holder, meaning she is now Miorin's fiance. Harold, they're lesbians. Everything <coughs> I love. It's so so the, the show is just revolutionary girl Lutena, it seems. Yeah, it's like every Gundam is good. Gundam is good. This is an incredible first impression. Like, I don't think I've seen a single person complain about this so far. It is absolutely chef's kiss. Delightful. Love it. Tremendous first episode. So good. Let's go. Let's go. My God, these bitches gay. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, Like, so the episode starts out. We see Suleta. She's not Aerie anymore. She's Suleta. She grows up. She has a fake name because, you know, her and her mom are on the run from, uh, from the Benerit group. From like uh, from from Trias Kushra Nada. Right. Kushra Nada. Right. 
she like opens like the window, the blinds in uh in her suit to look out in the Astacasia School of Technology. Uh, it's like, like built in an asteroid. It's just, it's really pretty. It's very cool, like very striking five looking. Of those like five of those little disc things from like Wing all taped to one asteroid, and it's like really pretty. And also the Lifrith got a bit of a face got a bit of a facelift. It's now like in the traditional. It's now in the traditional Gundam colors. It's not like uh-huh. pink and purple anymore. Um, I get it, Suleta. Um. Everybody has that phase where it's like, I'm too cool for pink. I'm like, I, I'm like an adult now. And pink is for, and pink is stupid and yucky and it's for little girls. But like, I get it. You're going through some things. So right. I, I get it. I, 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 I love the Ariel, but like if the Ariel had that pink color scheme, little Frith had, oh my God, it would look incredible. That would be so cool. It would, it would look incredible. But Ariel, Ariel sick. You can tell it's based on the Lafrith. Uh, but it has like a lot more of this kind of like the, that red circuitry throughout it. it has a lot of like yellow accents. The head is very cool. I like like the double antenna setup where it's like a V fin and then antenna on the sides of the head poking up. That is amazing. Very pretty. I like that even the shield has events because the shield also are made of a bit staves. Yeah. Uh, so she's looking around. She's looking at the school and she sees a body floating in space and she freaks the hell out uh, and she like busts out. Uh, she like breaks the suit's restraints and like the, the cargo bay door opens of the shuttle she's in and she flies out uh, and like the girl in the suit starts like shaking her head and crossing her arm and being like, no, 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 don't pick me up. Don't pick me up. It's but like, she does. And she has like white hair, like gray eyes, hair kind uh-huh. of look like a mushroom, but she, she does have mushroom, mushroom hair. Yeah. Bullet. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Suleta picks her up and like takes her into the cockpit and this girl immediately just like fucking headbutts Suleta, being like, I almost escaped. What the hell? She is so mad. Yes. It's so funny. Uh, and Suleta's just like, uh, sorry. And then we just boom, cut to the school. And it's amazing. It's like all of it's just like it's so huge. It's like it's just like these lo- these really long, like open. It's like they have like these sp- cities in the space colonies. And then there's like all of these like, but I think it's like so many plants, like so many trees, so much green space. And then there's like this bit of area that's still like roped off with the sky screen. Then they have like a screen that has like a projection of a sky over it in Uh the school. And then there's like this stretch on one of the little loops that is still like, um, uh, it's like asteroid that they have done nothing to. And uh-huh. that is where they do like training in the Gundams. Yeah, it's where it goes it's down. Like this little sky arch over it, but. Yeah, and, and it has like. Like, I feel technology to like disperse the stray beam fire that hits it. It's a really pretty school. I can't wait to see more of this campus. It's so amazing. The main thing that really sticks out to me is we see the Demi, which is like that main grunt suit, the really round looking thing. These things are just walking around campus. This seems horrifically dangerous. Like you got to imagine people get fucking squished every single day at this school. Yeah, like this... I know that like petite mobile suits are a thing. And there's uh-huh. like people who like in the universal century, they'll like own one is like a hobby, like how people own motorcycles. And in fact, it's, Actually, pretty similar to how like people 
started you for how like the motorcycle became widely adopted because like after world war one people would be going around like the soldiers would be riding around on their motorcycles and that's probably the and that is probably the first place where they ever seen a motorcycle and then like they took them home after the war and they just started having them as like a little hobby yeah and then it's also like with stuff like people like becoming pirates or joining AUG, like they still want some of that <laughs> structure. They still want to be part of a group. And then that is how you get biker gangs. Yeah. Mm. I want to see like mobile suit gangs in this. Oh, that was uh, so rad. Yeah. Um, but Suleta makes it to like, you know, she, she's looking around, she's in awe. Uh, she makes it to like the edge of this kind of like battlefield and she meets this girl named Nika Nanora. Uh, who's a second year mechanic student? She's cool. She has like a black black short haircut, but like it's like blue underneath her black hair. Very like, cool look. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've done my hair like that at some point. It's like a black to blue ombre. Yeah. Uh, Nika's cool. She's very nice. Uh, she's like, hey, come to me if you have any questions. And Suleta immediately just starts like stammering and stuttering and being like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing here. I've never been to a school before. <laughs> that was so funny. It's like. What are wait like what exactly do they have on Mercury? It's like she's like homeschooled, I imagine, oh, like, or like she's something. So, like awkward. I love her. Like hell yeah, she, she's like, so good. Pearl Autumn. Yeah, exactly. She has no idea what she's doing. She's completely out of her depth. And like a bunch of like other girls show up to her and like start asking her like, "Oh, you're from Mercury? Like, what'd you come here? What are you studying?" And she's just like kind of like squats down and is like very sheepishly like, "Oh, my my mom told me to go here." And it's like she like I get it like making friends and going somewhere new it can be very overwhelming. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's her first day of school. Yeah, first day of school ever, and she's like sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and then Miorin shows up. We learn her name is Miorin Rembrandt, daughter of Delling Rembrandt, the asshole from the prologue. Uh, and Miorin sees her and she's like, you, you foiled my escape. And Suleta's like, I'll help you escape again. And everyone's like, kind of like wondering, like, what the hell are you talking about? And she's like, don't, don't say it out loud. Uh, but <laughs> they, they kind of, um, excuse me, they kind of get interrupted before they can argue more by this alarm sounds. And the, the, the skybox changes to like just kind of like this like nightscape almost. Uh, and we see this on this big screen. It's a duel happening. Uh, a duel between. Duel. Duel. A duel between Guel Jeturk and Parker Eastcott. He doesn't matter. Who cares about Parker? Guel is in his Delanza and Parker is in a suit called the Capel Coup. Doesn't matter. Gwell's Delanza is the coolest thing I've seen in my it's life. It's a chonky boy. It I is. They, they say it's red. It's pink. It's not red. I've it's seen, like a. It's like magenta. Yeah. Chonky boy. I love this. It's like a giant it's beetle. It even out. has a huge ass feather. Oh, it's so cool. And it's like an actual <laughs> feather. Like, where did they even get ostriches that big? Yeah, they grow them different in space, but they, they duel. It's a pretty short duel. Like, Guel is able to just, like, effort, like, he, he, he has, like, a really sick beam halberd. Parker. Yeah, poor Parker. Uh, and, like, Mirreen has to grab uh, Suleta and, like, pull her out of the way of the suits. They come, like, crashing down where she was standing. Uh, 
But Guell triumphantly steps out of his Delanza and is like laughing maniacally. Is like he he sees Miorine and he's like uh uh like being all high and mighty. And he's like you know people are making fun of me for having a runaway bride, so I had to teach him a lesson. Uh, and Miorine just like huffs. She's like mad as hell. She just walks off. She doesn't want to be anywhere near this fool right now. Yeah, I don't blame her. Guell Jeturk more more Guell Jeturk. More like you will jet jerk, am I right? Get his ass. <laughs> it's a shame that this is my favorite mostly because Gwell's kind of a total dickhead right now. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, come on. Like, you do not deserve the chibity hair. Like, come on. Really? He has that cool, like, pink highlight in the front of his hair. Yeah. It's, it's like a weird, like, it's like a chibity mullet, basically. It's like chibity mullet, but also if he didn't, like, take the time in the morning to go and put, like, the product in to get it into, like, all of those little Yu-Gi-Oh! All of those little <laughs> yeah. spikes. Exactly. Uh, so we come from there. Uh, Meereen travels to, like, some greenhouse in, like, again, a really beautiful forested area. It's um, cool. Like, she has so many plants. It's like, I actually have a ton of plants. Like, good for her. And also... Um, I'm really glad that I finally have Gundam Plant Mom rep who isn't Rekawa. Yeah, yeah, honestly, not hard to find a worse role model than Rekawa. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, like she's growing all these plants. Like we, we learned that she grows tomatoes because it was a breed her mother created. But like Suleta shows up trying to apologize. Um, and she asks about, she's like, hey, what's this deal about the fiance? And Miriam explains that at this school, students settle everything via duels. And the winner of those duels becomes the holder, who is like essentially Miorin's fiance because she's the daughter of the guy who runs the school, essentially. Of Trias Kushranada. Right. Um and and we, we like cut to see him. And he's definitely older. You know, it's like twelve-ish years after that prologue. Yeah. Um and he we, we looks see like he will, he looks like it's been at least like 30. Like he Yeah, he has not like, aged gracefully. I- like he kind of, like he still has like the we get it you wanna we get it you wanna one up the other guy he still has the three eyebrows but now like he's like all gray and he kind of looks like he kind of looks like a combination of Trias and that other guy from that other Oku Okochi can I I need hold on I need to look up the pronunciation. <laughs> He looks like the other jerk dad from that other Okochi show. Okochi show. Yeah, he kind of looks like a combination of Trias Kushranada and Lelouch's dad. Okay, yeah. All right, I can see it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Except he has less stupid hair, but he still right. has extra eyebrows, and it's like, dude, like... He also has a really... A very long uh, soul patch goatee looking thing that like sticks out like two inches. It looks like a pharaoh almost. The kind of like decorative chin piece. <laughs> I wonder. It's like it's the dumbest looking beard. It's like there's a reason why people don't grow those in real life. Yeah. He's also like a, a quadrillionaire. So no one's going to dare say he has shitty facial hair, I guess. Yeah. But we, we see his whole Benerit group. Uh, and we see, like, the three highest-earning companies. There is the Jet Turk Heavy Machinery, which run by Gwell's dad. Uh, the Pale Company, which is, like, these four weird clone-looking people with, like... Like these straight- old women wear it with, like, that 
thing that um Cardo had on her ears. Right, and like strangely pursed lips. Uh, they they look like they they have some kind of like prosthetic. Uh, and Grassley, the uh, Grassley company. I, I don't know the exact company names, but Grassley is like we saw Grassley in the prologue as well. It's, he was never named, but he was there. Um, and then we see uh we see Rembrandt's business acumen, where he basically like cuts off one of the companies of the Benner group for like posting a loss three quarters in a row and just no no room for people who don't bring in profit. So, you know, cutthroat business. They said that there was like, uh, we actually have like a chance we could improve. And then it's like, nope, sorry. Bye. 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 You're out of here. Bye. Bye, honey. Yeah. He just kicks them out. Uh, (laughs) And like, he just doesn't even care about, Murin, like his assistant asks, like, hey, do you want to hear about the security detail uh, that we chose for your daughter? And he's like, why would I care? So this guy sucks. Uh, and, and we cut back to the greenhouse after that little like cutaway of Suleta's like watching Murin look at seeds and tomatoes. And she's like, what the fuck is that thing? Uh, and Murin's like, it's a tomato. And Suleta's like, I've had tomato flavoring before, not a real one. And then her tummy gurgles. So Mirin gives it to her and Suleta bites into a tomato. And she's just like, it's childlike wonder. She's like, wow. We finally have a Gundam character eating a tomato like it's an actual apple. And nobody will argue about whether or not it's a tomato. It rule. Yeah, we. It's the 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 beef has been squashed. It's settled. We know yes. it. Gundam characters eat tomatoes like they're apples. Also, when I was watching this with a bunch of my other friends in a different Discord, um, I accidentally made a typo and I called it a tomino. So she's eating a tomino. She's eating. She's eating a Yoshiyuki tomato. <laughs> she's eating him. She's <laughs> thank but you I'm eating not him. Ex- I knew that there was like something that he did that involved cannibalism, but I was not expecting that to show up again here. <laughs> God. Uh, so she eats the tomato. It's really yummy. And this is when, um, or yeah, she, she, she like exposits her. She, her mom is no longer with us. Uh, it's a breed that her mom made. And Suleta talks about how her mom made something special too, referring oh to God. Ariel. Oh my God. Wait. Also like huh. the anime mom lived. Yeah, that, she, that's right. Like, because because her her mom is is alive. We know uh, from like a little bit of backstory, but yeah, no, her anime mom is alive. Surprisingly, yeah, I guess. Damn maybe Gundam breaking boundaries. The ponytail, but like Soleta has the ponytail, so like, hope she doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that would be bad. Uh, but yeah, Mirin gets kind of mad about. She thinks Soleta's like bragging about how her mom's not dead. But before that progresses. Gwell shows up to be an asshole, uh, and he just—he's he, like, "Hey, a real jet jerk." Yeah, he's—he's he, like, "Hey, you got to live with me at the Turk House now because we don't want you running around everywhere." And Gwell, and you know, uh, Mirene responds something like, uh, "Oh, if, you know, no, now you Anna, now you care about, yeah, no, you stink. Never going to happen, Nick. Nada." No, no, my name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. (laughs) She calls him daddy's little lapdog at one point. Stop your staring at my hate. Take a fucking hint. (laughs) She, um, she, she 
what does she say? She's like, she calls him daddy's little lap dog, which makes him just like get really mad. He starts wrecking shit. He's like throwing planters off the side, like off the walls and smashing tomatoes. What a fuck boy. Yeah, this guy sucks. And Suleta starts freaking out and like she sees that no one's doing anything about it. So she does the only thing she can do is just fucking slap him hard as she can on the ass. I've never seen somebody slap somebody on a butt. They've never it's, done it's like before. Not in Gundam. That's right. We have the we have the bright slap is old news. It's all about the Suleta spank now. <laughs> and then like she is like on guard, fuck boy. Yeah. Like, like, oh, she is she is ready. Like, this time to go to Pound Town. Like, your ass is grass. Like, yeah. No. But but like, not grassly, because it's a different company. But uh she she's like timid she's like oh god what did i do and basically this whole exchange ends with her challenging him to a duel i guess more for like mirene's honor than anything else and just like to put him in his place uh like she's not dueling knowing that she's gonna become mirene's fiance afterwards she's doing it because she just wants to like she needs to teach guel a lesson um yeah but but the the conditions are if she loses she has to leave the school uh and this is the first episode, so I'm like, okay, so she's gonna win somehow. Uh, so we we cut to we we cut to you know we're getting ready for the duel, and the Delanza is like put in this box and it's like transported to the battlefield. Uh, we learn in the meanwhile that Guel's dad has set a charge, like an explosive charge, on Delling's craft, uh, Delling Rembrandt. I don't even know if I said his full name. He's the evil, you know, he's the shitty Trace Kucharnata. <laughs> Um, Charles, Charles, <laughs> Charles Z, whatever. Like you're not original, dude. Yeah, and it's it's set to go off in ten minutes. And basically, his goal is if he can kill, if he can kill Delling, like while Guell is uh, Murin's suitor. Basically, like that will lock his status in because Delling won't be around to approve like the dual system being changed, so that it's not the winner of the duel becomes the new suitor. So basically he's trying to kill him while Guell is there to lock his place in. Uh, so, you know, it's, we're on a quick time limit here. Um, so we cut, we cut to the battlefield. The Delanza pops out. Uh, the Ariel's walking towards it. They're, like, we see a bunch of different students watching this. And like in the background, one of them, there's a Haro. There's Haro's in this, in this show, yeah. by the way. They're like in, in pods. One on top. Like, back when, like, Suleta was entering the school, there was one on top, yeah. like, this little, like, R2-D2 body, and oh my god, it is so cute. I love it. It's really oh, silly. Boy, I love you. It's so, and it even says, I am, Har- I am a Haro on the front of it. It's really cute. Uh, but there's a Haro explaining to one of the students about, like, the Gundam's colors. And it's like, oh, the Gundam tricolor, reminiscent of the French flag. I'm like, what are you getting your facts from, dude? French flag so, is not yellow. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like the tricolor, red, white, and blue. But, like, when people talk about the Gundam tricolor, they always think talk about red, red yellow, and blue. Yeah, it's like, bruh, like, um, hold on. Let me look something. It's like the Columbia flag is the Gundam yeah, tricolor. Columbia, Colum- the Columbia flag. Like, you're thinking of the Columbia flag. Like, Yeah. Ah, oh, the French of South America. Definitely not French Guiana. No. <laughs> but we, we, we see the, the, the parties consent to begin the duel. 
we learn that the winner of the duel is whoever breaks the opponent's horn antenna. Uh, and we see it is not Zulete in the aerial, but rather it's Miorin who is like resolved to, you know, she's like, I'm going to duel myself. Like, I'm tired of people settling things for me. I'm getting down to business. Yeah, like, like, as if. That's the thing, right? She's, she's, we learned very clearly she's not good at this. She is not a mobile suit pilot. She's like, I think someone calls her like the princesses of business. Like, she's better at, like, the non-mobile suits part of this school. But as they begin the duel, they say this line that they say in unison that I think is going to be, like, the line that's said before every duel, which is, Victory is never decided through mobile suit performance alone, nor by the skill of the pilot alone. The result is all the only truth. And that's what starts the duel off. But, like... Oh, yeah, wait. There's also, like, that other guy. Those other two guys. There's... Oh, yeah, so Guel has a brother who's, like, doesn't... I don't even know if he got his name... But there is this blonde guy named Shadik Zanelli. And he's who is like, like blonde, has his shirt open. And then there's also like this little Genshin Impact boy. I, I call him Ignatz from Fire Emblem Three Houses. But again, he, very similar. He's like very light green hair and like an ascot, I think. And he's like, you can tell he's, he's, a, he's a bookish little boy. He's like a fancy lad, but like in a different way than like. But right. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, Shadik and that, that kid are like, they're parting the dueling committee. I think Guel's also on the dueling committee, but basically it's like this weird nightmare student council situation where like, they're the ones in charge of all this shit. I don't, I'll, there's no oversight of this school. It cracks me up. I love it. Uh, like, well, Genshin guy is reading his book. Like, um, like I think his name is like Elan, not Elon, Elan. Uh-huh. And he's, like, reading this book before, like, the duel starts. And um, he's, like, going through. And it's like, wait a minute. That's a Gundam. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, this? I think it happens near the end, like, after Suleta activates it. But, like, <clears throat> they, they begin the duel. And Mia Reed is immediately, like, fa- she fires the beam rifle and it knocks her backwards. And, like, she fires the beam Vulcans and nothing's hitting. And, like... Guel just like totally knocks her down and he tells her you're nothing but a trophy uh and this is when another alert happens and we see uh someone riding like a haro a fucking haro hover bike and haro's like slow down slow down slow down slow down you're exceeding the speed limit um this is so cute and and the credentials say it's nika but no it's suleta who's used the same trick that mirene has to take over like, uh, like the gundam over stuff like um Mirene like puts something on like Suleta's iPad. Like she's still yeah, she, an iPad. Like apparently she's still an iPad baby. Right. Um and it, and like we learned that like Nika helped her out the same way uh Mirene kind of like took over Suleta's thing and and someone's like, "Hey Nika, why is that say you out there?" And she's like, "Oh, I guess I just helped her out a little bit." But like Suleta rolls up and she like opens up the hatch and in a, in a fun twist, she's the one who completely fucking headbutts Miorin, uh, saying, like, Ariel is my family, only I get like, to pilot um, it. This is my... Yeah. Like, it is made for me. It is made for... It literally is made for her. This is my Gundam. It is made for me. This is my little sister, Ariel. Like, the little mermaid. Uh... So the duel, like, re-begins, and they confirm... And now it's, like, time. Like, let's get this fucking show on the road. It is time to... Duel! Now! We see that Gwell has, like, a 27-0-0 and record. Like, undefeated. Suleta has no record at all. 
Um, but she, but she talks to Mirina as she's like standing up. She says, "You gain one by not." Or she was it? If you run, you gain one. But if you move forward, you gain two. <clears throat> and she basically explains, "You." It's something that her mother told her. You gain one by not losing when you run. But if you fight, you gain both experience and pride. Not to mention trust. And this is when the sickest shit I've ever seen happens. Oh, where, oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> The bit staves all fly out of the Ariel. It forms a shield that just completely deflects Guel's shots. And she is just standing perfectly stiff still, doing nothing. And then, like, the bit staves align. And, like, you see this shock on Guel's face. They fire and just all of the limbs on the Delons are just cut apart instantly. This is when it, th- oh man, this is when Elon is like Gund arm Gundam. That's when he realized it's a Gundam, and Suleta just it's like pulls Gundam. out the beam. It's a Gundam, and and so this is when Suleta pulls out the beam saber and just cuts the Delans's horn off. And like as she does that, the feather, <laughs> the feather explodes, and like light shines through the clouds, and like you have fucking white angelic feathers falling from the sky. It is so funny. It's hysterical. And they get out, and then it's like, oh my god, I won. And she gets out of the aerial with um, Miarina. I pronounced that right, right? Uh, Yeah, Miarina, Miarine, Miarine, any of those is right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They get out Uh, of the cockpit together, and then uh, in the palm of, like, the aerial's hand, um, Miarina. And then, like, reaches out and um, she pushes this button on um, Suleta's little spacesuit thing. And suddenly, like, the logo that looks suspiciously like the Titans logo changes and stuff starts glowing gold all over the place. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, like, something very special just happened. Yeah. Uh, before that, we do we do get like a really quick cutaway to Gwell's dad, who basically calls the bomb off when he learns that. Oh yeah, by the way, another duel happened, and Gwell's no longer uh, Mirian's fiance. So if you kill, uh, if you kill Delling now, things will be really shitty. So that's no longer an issue. But then, yeah, Mirian changes Suleta's color, and she's like, "All right, cool. You're the uh, you're the holder now." Uh, and Mirian's like, "Oh, cool. What does that mean?" And she's like, "We're engaged." And Mirian and Suleta's like, "Huh." That's allowed. What? What? It's it's. She, oh, it's so choice. I guess people are more conservative on Mercury. That's such a fucking funny line that she says. Like, it cracked me up. Let's it, it, let's, let's go lesbians. Go lesbians, let's go. She just says, "Nice to meet you, my groom." And then the show ends. Oh, mwah delightful first episode we also hear the uh we also see like the opening over the closing this time but like it's the opening it kicks ass i love it it's so energetic it's uh, called the blessing by yoasobi uh cool cool cinema like uh what's like, the term i'm looking for oh, cinematics i guess yeah cinnamon topography it's the cinnamon topography of it all it's like almost like crayon 3d i really like it I love- um and i guess we haven't heard the ending yet because that's the opening they played over the ending yeah. Unless the ending's the same as the opening, who could say? But um, yeah, it is. It is I just such. Who knows these days? I haven't. Who knows these days? I haven't watched any anime more recent than like 2015. Yeah, like the the last show I can think of that did that was like uh, Demon Slayer. 
I think the ending is the same as the opening, just a different part of the song. Yeah, I have it. Slayer. I really recommend it. Good show. Um, but yeah, that's that's this episode. Uh, it says next week. Uh, the, the next episode is going to be called, I think, the Curse of the Gundam or something like that, or like oh, the Cursed Mobile Suit. That's wild. Yeah. So already can't wait for that. Um, poof. Pretty yeah. Cursed Mobile Suit is what the episode's called. So pretty good start to the series, I'd say. Really strong, coming on very strong. I guess Gundam is starting out good right now. Yeah, I'm. Like, I'm eager right to see out more. The gate. Right out the damn gate. I will say. So there is one thing I found. Um, that's kind of like uh, a little bit of information the show does not tell us. But essentially, there was a little like mini novel written to show to Yoasobi who made the opening, so they could kind of like bridge the gap between the prologue and episode one and all it really says is that the gundam Ariel almost does have like a mind of its own it is an ai inside that and you know suleta and her mother went to mercury and literally the reason why suleta is at the school is because her mother sent her there so that she would become the holder because she was always intended to become Mirene's fiance so that her mother can basically like kill delling and like bring prosperity and mercury and get revenge that slaps like that it is, is such a oh the setup the setup is so good yeah it's like i mean um take your pick you have char Lelouch, like take your anything goes now uh-huh yeah it is it is just a truly exciting first episode i cannot wait to see more um that's kind of that's kind of it for us um as you can tell my voice is nearly gone again so as we're closing, Phoenix, where can we find you on the internet? Um, right now, I don't really have anything big and impressive going on. Um, like, I'm on Tumblr at DestroySide, heck. I'm on Twitter at Full Fringle. Rhymes with Pringle. Like, Full Frontal, but it rhymes with Pringle. So... Mm-hmm. That's where I am. I'm. I don't really have anything impressive going on. I'm not really on any other podcast. Um, but who knows? Maybe like over October, I'll like build up my little portfolio. Maybe like I'll start taking commissions or something, or I'll end up maybe trying to revive my other project that's been asleep since 2019. Hell yeah! Only time will tell. Uh. As for me, you can go to Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. You can go to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter to listen to Slappers Only. You can go to Pod of Greed on Twitter. Sorry, Pod of Greed Cast on Twitter to listen to Pod of Greed, my Yu-Gi-Oh! show. You can go to noisepace.xyz to find this show. Go to twitter.com at wowcoolpodcast also to find this show. Join our Discord. Come hang out with us. Um, see you in two weeks. Well, you'll see me in one week for Build, and then... Me and Phoenix will be back in two weeks for episodes two and three of G-Witch. Um, and finally, Phoenix, what is your robot of the week? Um, so far, I would have to say, um, I know I was just, I just spent like five minutes gushing about how cool I think the Gurren from Code Geass is, but I guess that one will probably have to take an honorary position, an honor. That one will have to take an honorary position because, of course, I have to go just for tradition's sake. Um, Bender from Futurama. All right, my eternal torment will never end. War is bad. Wow, cool robot. 
Let's go, <laughs> lesbians. Let's go, lesbians! Let's go, lesbians!